the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. How are you? We are live, remote, Chicago Prime Italian. It looks like a fantastic restaurant. And I just got to see the owner, who's a wonderful guy. And uh, I believe they're open for business outside of the event, aren't they? I believe they are. So it's a fantastic place to come. And in the meantime, we're getting ready for debate night. But is it really a debate night? It's hard for me to get excited about debate night. Number one, I don't know, what are there, 42 people that are supposedly running? The guy who looks like uh, Vincent Price has hurt his leg playing basketball at 70 years old. Yeah, you're the guy I want. You you make good decisions. And then um, we have to pretend that the election is legitimate. I am still not of that belief system. I understand who the president is, and it isn't this feeble fascist, the dimwit in diapers stumbling around eating ice cream cones on vacation. My president is Donald Trump. That being said, I want some answers to his last year. But I have good news for you, because you feel that way, too. You know that 81 million real Americans did not vote for the dimwit in diapers. There are enough people that know that Joe Biden is an incompetent political whore to keep him out of office. However, the election was stolen. Turns out... We're not even close to being alone. A majority of voters expected to attend the Iowa Republican caucuses believed that former President Trump won the 2020 election. A new Des Moines Register, NBC News, Mediacom, Iowa poll found that 51 percent believed the former president's false claims. Now, first of all, the talking mannequin who couldn't make it in movies or acting, that dimwit propagandist. Why would you say false claims if 51% of Republicans, they're legitimate claims. We have, through investigative reporting, thousands of of so-called voters registered to one address. That right there should be a question mark. And that's just one Democrat sewer. Now, when it comes to Democrat sewers, it turns out Wisconsin, where they're hosting the debate, has a lot of Democrat, low-life, wretched scoundrels. For instance, here's a couple of... uh, Democrats. Now, you'll have to bear with me. We are on location. It's a little bit different for me to hit the clips. But uh, here's somebody I think you should hear. And I think one of the things, Senator Smith, is that original silence, as well as the story about the minor fire, have led people to say, wait, wait, is he understanding what's going on with hundreds of people missing? Just give you one more word on that and we'll move on to another topic. I think he absolutely is understanding it. He's demonstrating that understanding, not only by being there, but also by making sure that the full force of the federal government is being brought to help. Now, the mayor of Madison, Wisconsin. And from Indiana, Dr. Bouchon, for five minutes. Yeah, I mean, I... Oh, no, that's not... I honestly don't know how to respond to my friend's uh, comment. All right, I hit the wrong clip. That's on me. Where is it? That's right. Here we go. I am grateful to have a president and a vice president who are fighting tooth and nail 
for the freedoms that we hold near and dear to our hearts. Which Democrats are fighting for freedoms that we hold near and dear to our hearts? This is the party of absolute and total fascism. This is the party that cost millions, tens of millions of Americans their livelihoods, their jobs, because they were smart enough not to buy into the lie of the so-called vaccine. Took away the freedoms and businesses of millions and millions of Americans as they locked them under house arrest, rather than be curious as to what exactly caused COVID-19. So what freedoms are these dimwits fighting for? So I would suggest that anybody thinks that this country is in decline, come to cities. Because Democratic mayors all across the nation are creating great places where people want to be. Then why are so many people leaving those cities? Why are those cities not just bankrupt, but experiencing third world grocery store deserts? Why are businesses leaving? Why are people leaving? But when you're a Democrat, you operate in the world of delusion. And when it comes to delusion, let's go to the top dog in delusion. Mr. President, do you have a reaction to the plane crash in Russia? So now I want you to have this pictured. He's on vacation again. He's at another ice cream store again because... Both babies and people with dementia apparently like diapers and ice cream. And he's staggering around and he wants you to believe that, um, number one, he thinks Putin killed uh, the general that's missing. But he doesn't. He thinks Epstein committed suicide. And he thinks he was working out. Does anybody believe Joe Biden works out? You'll have to be patient. He had to walk 20 feet. And when you walk around like a drunk baby on wet grass, you stumble around. It takes you a little time to get there. I don't know for a fact what happened, but I'm not surprised. Do you think people do you believe There's not much that happens when Russia is not behind. But I don't know enough to know the answer. I've been working out for the last hour and a half. He's been working out for the last hour and a half. Now, how many guys out there work out for an hour and a half and look like Joe Biden? Uh, something tells me he was working out with Pritzker. In the meantime, what's actually happening is that the quality of our lives, the real earners of this country, are not only losing value in dollars, but we're seeing a, a drastic change in the overall so-called tranquility of America. More Americans are turning to loans to help pay for everyday expenses. But a new survey from the Federal Reserve shows more loan applications are being rejected by major financial institutions. So I want you to just think about that for a minute. We now know that consumer credit debt is at $1.1 trillion and change. More and more people are wallowing. More and more people are on welfare, qualifying for welfare, and less and less people can dig their way out through their own loans. So how does this end? Well, it ends terribly. It ends the way Joe Biden was bribed to have it end, to destroy the private economy of America and strengthen our enemies. Joe Biden is right on track, right on pace for the first time in his miserable, useless life. Auto loan requests and credit card limit increase requests, they're also at record highs, highlighting some of the financial pressure that Americans are facing right now. But according to Democrats, the people just are misinformed. 63% of Americans disapprove of the way that the president's handling the economy. Um, His campaign thus far has focused on the economy. It does not appear to work. Why? Now... I've not really heard of Jamie Harrison. Turns out Jamie Harrison, portly as he is, is the head of the DNC. 
Jamie Harrison worked his way as the head of the DNC, not because he's qualified, but because he's another slip-and-fall lawyer for uh, the guy in South Carolina, the Mike Madigan of South Carolina, who is responsible for Joe Biden's election. Well, you, you just got to keep going out there, making sure that people connect uh, the, the good things that are going on with the president because they're happening because of his policies. Did you know that? Things are happening because of his policies, and you're just unaware of it. Here's Jamie Harrison, cut two. You talk about the things that are going up. Gas prices are going up, 25 cents over the last month, a nickel off uh, the price about a year ago. Uh, the mortgage rates are going up, 20-year high, more than a 20-year high. If he doesn't know Jim Claiborne, you don't know this guy's name. He's never achieved anything in the real world. He's never worked at a restaurant. He's never tended bar. He's never achieved anything other than politics. And when you work for the Mike Madigan version of South Carolina, all you need to do is that. And the rest of your life is that. Jim Har Jamie Harrison doesn't know about the economy. And the administration and the party did such a good job of explaining uh, several years ago about how that's outside of the president's control, right? We get that, but this is what people feel. Is there a vulnerability? By the way, when does a reporter ever ask a question of, of that of anybody who isn't a Democrat? See, that's how you know the nation writ large understands when Democrats are in office, everybody will suffer. ...in tying the president's re-election campaign, fusing his name with uh, economics when so many people feel so sourly about the, the economy. Is that a vulnerability for the president? Well, it's not a vulnerability, uh, Victor, in that uh, uh, because what we have seen. By the way, doesn't he sound brilliant for a lawyer? I mean, did you ever meet a lawyer that sounded so stupid as Jamie Harrison? I, I, I haven't. And I've met some dumb lawyers. You know, I'm from Chicago. A lot of Democrat dummies that get their law degree. But this one sounds particularly dumb. Over time is and we see this in contrast to every other major uh, global country in the world that America is again at the head of the line. Yes. Next to El Salvador, we're really thriving. President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris have been laser focused on fighting for the issues that matter most to the American people. So what has grown? Aside from bankruptcies, aside from foreclosure notice, what has grown in this country and its welfare? Welfare has grown, and that's who they're appealing to. They're not appealing to the people who work. They're not appealing to the people that do not want to be part of a collective. They're appealing to the virtuous welfare communist Marxists. And by every measure, my friends, they have delivered. Really? They have delivered by every, every measure. Have they? You want to just pick one? You want to pick one? Let's pick one. First came to light when I was down at the border in Tucson and Nogales along the U.S.-Mexico border where they're starting to see more migrants crossing there. And I saw the way they were processing migrants, and it was very similar to what we would have seen previously to Title 42 where they're allowing more migrants to come in and claim asylum. And so I wanted to look at the data. And what we're finding is that actually there are far fewer migrants being sent back into Mexico now than there were under Title 42. In fact, migrants now per day, only about 14 percent are being sent back to mexico that's 14 percent 14 percent granted that's higher than the kids that can read at grade level in the cps school and now we're paying thirty thousand per illegal alien child and this is something that i really want to focus on because those of us who work we cannot normally afford to spend thirty thousand dollars on our own kids 
When I sent my kids to private school and you sent your kids to private school, I couldn't spend 30000 a year. And most businessmen, most workers wouldn't. Yet here we are at a government school that produces nothing but failure. Nothing but theft. More and more of the teachers, the principals, all caught absconding with the funds. And society pays $30,000 per pupil. That's how you know when it's better to be part of the government than it is outside of the government. You're living in a totalitarian society with no overview. None. And that's what we're going to debate tonight, right? What are these 17 wannabe Trumpers going to debate about? Because the reality is we don't need a debate. We need the rule of law in this country. We need the government to be smaller and we need to be stronger. And not a one of these con artists on the stage, not a one of them, is going to promise to deliver that or deliver it. They're all step-and-fetch government supremacists, and that's our real problem. 312-642-5600. We are live from Chicago Prime Italian. I'll be taking your calls, stop in for dinner, and uh, hopefully I'll see you soon. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM five sixty. The answer. How about this squirrel? Huh? The best. The best. Tiny little freakish hands. I love them. In the meantime, we are live. From Chicago Prime Italian. Food is fantastic. The people are wonderful. And they're all the real workers. See, they're the people who never really wanted anything for nothing. And yet they have to fight to keep their own money. Well, the government takes it away for the virtuous few. Who are those virtuous few? The people who are corrupt enough or dumb enough to not see the mafia before their eyes. Well, I see them. So to talk about all the other shows, how they want to talk about the candidates and the debate tonight, right here with your nonsense. We won the last time and you stole it, you rats. And I know you did. And I know what the game is. Because the welfare roaches, even the corporate ones on Wall Street, are all very quiet when the government is the real criminal. And also this morning, a new way to potentially lower your student loan debt. I think a lot of people are going to listen to this one. Jessica Gway joins us live to explain. Jess, good morning. Good morning. While many students are moving in here at CMU today and other college students are settling in at their campuses, they may want to see if they can sign up for the Biden administration's new student loan repayment plan. What do you mean the what? Do you mean the Biden administration's new student loan program? They're not supposed to be in that business. But see how used to fascism we've all become? Barack Obama usurped an entire industry, took it from private companies who had the authority to give and to take and had an agreement of contract. Now that the government has taken it over, the debt of student loan has quadrupled. It went from merely $500 billion to $1.7 trillion. We're all on the hook of it. So now if you promise to vote Democrat, you promise not to pretend the government's a a mafia, we'll make it so you don't have to pay us back. Save plan will be available to many borrowers with loans held by the Education Department. It follows the Supreme Court strike down of President Joe Biden's previous student loan forgiveness program in late. So then they didn't strike it down. He just found another way to give away for votes like every Democrat scum. 
in the, in, the, in the ghettos of Chicago, the ghettos of New York, wherever they are, wherever people are fleeing. June. And here's what we know about SAVE. The White House says the plan is based on the borrower's income and family size, not their loan balances. Borrowers could cut their monthly payments in half or even monthly payments of zero dollars. Apply as soon as possible. That way, the account changes will have time to take effect before the current... Who, who's the oversight that watches the government give these benefits to people if it's not based on anything that's a schematic or written down or any rule? Is this going to be like the, um, the congressmen who give the scholarships to their biggest donors' kids? Who, who exactly is giving the oversight to anything the most obvious crook that's ever hold any office called Joe Biden as we name the student loan debt program after him? Bidenomics. George in Naperville. Uh, Sean, there's been numerous broadcasted sightings of you lately. Obviously, you are able to be in two places at once. Yes. It's wise that you have chosen pastel colors because if you wore black, you might be mistaken for Nostradamus or Rasputin. <laughs> you are the mystic. Thank you very much. We could spot the scams a mile away. Joe in Illinois. Sean. Yes, Joe. Honored to be on with you, sir. Oh, thank hey, you. Hey, uh, just, just, just real quick, okay? We, you know, and I know that that Trump, these indictments are are just a big sham, okay? But on a slight chance, slight chance that he's not, you know, on on the on the nomination to be for the race. I, I think I'd vote for Larry Elder. Larry Elder's being ignored by the media for a reason, and I oh, just Joe. wanted to hear your thoughts on him. I'll tell you what, Joe, and, and I, I respect your perspective very much, and I understand, I understand it. But the reality is I'm not going to get excited about voting for anybody, ever. We won the last time, and here we sit. Am I to play the game that, oh, we're going to win? We were robbed. I don't want to play the game of who we're going to win because what the indictments, what this reality that we are now living in, this bizarro America shows you, is that there is no truth. There is no honesty. The entire thing is an illusion. So Larry Elder poses a threat, so he will be discounted. He will be boxed out. That's what they do. That's why right now tonight, who are we being told are the alternatives? Career government supremacists, each and every one of them. And then they're going to throw you a bone with a con artist like Vivek Ramaswamy pump-and-dump scallywag who should be in prison instead of running around telling us how he's going to fix things. The company that he perpetrated his crime on, in my opinion, but I call pump-and-dumps where good people lose their life savings, I call that a crime. Uh, Rich and Niles. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Rich and Niles, there we go. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if you'll find this of interest. The reason I looked it up because I couldn't understand why things are so bad in Chicago. But there's 1,494,000 registered voters. The number of ballots cast was 452,000. That's 30% of voters. 70% stayed at home. Brandon Johnson. And how many? What? Uh, how many percent of those voters were in were in uh, Villa, or uh, in Queen of Heaven or Villa Scalabrini? How many? How many I don't know. are in homes? You never know because you can't audit them. And if your your idea is voter participation, let me tell you something. Look what they do with low voter participation. You ever take a look at Chicagoans? You really want them to have a high turnout? You're lucky you only have this Marxist in. Mitchell displays. Hey, Sean, uh, I you see what Russia did. They sent a nice message today 
about uh, the coup d'etat attempts, right? Just like the CIA and the mafia did with Kennedy on November 22nd, 1963. You see the parallel? If you try to do a coup d'etat, okay? Well, isn't it rich to hear... Isn't it rich to hear an American Democrat who's been elected since 1972 throw an accusation that nothing happens in the country without the president knowing, and yet it doesn't want to qualify any of the so-called phony reports from our government from, say, the Kennedy assassination right up until Epstein, who really must have hung himself? You see what I'm saying here, daddy Yeah, you see what I did to you? You're not the only one I could throw around a daddy uh, How much time do I got, Squirrel? Oh, it's right... All right, let's go to Rich in the Annette Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Splendid. I like to be live. I, I'm going to put in an order for my brick chicken. How are you? Yeah, good. I right, listen. What I wanted to say is uh, the uh, this uh, debate that's going to happen tonight is not going to make a difference because the Democrats are already starting to uh, to gear up to uh, to uh, cheat us out of the next election. They're already talking about mandates and booster shots. And so that's going to give them a right to hide behind COVID again so they can hand out all of these uh, mail-in ballots. Well, that's bad news. what they need to cheat us out of the election. And that's bad news for any good Americans that live in Democrat fascistic areas because you'll be knuckled under. Me, I went to a state that protects my freedoms. So I can tell all of these Democrats, these morons, these failed idiots of really the represent, representation of absolute and total failure on every level. Not one fracking policy works. They've been wrong, and history has proved them wrong time in and time out. Yet they're still confident and ignorant enough to demand that they're right as they're going to crack down number two, and they will. So only some of us that live in states that protect our freedoms can tell them what we really think, right? They can go kiss our ass. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Fly me to the moon. Love it. Let Love it, Squirrel. And it goes perfectly with Chicago Prime Italian, a Let fantastic restaurant. And the brick chicken has been ordered. Everything is going well, except for the state of our country, state of our economy. And the reality is that we have a traitor, an election-stealing traitor, pretending to be the president. The good news is he's on vacation again. Mike Griffin, Indiana. Sean, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? All right. I just believe this country's probably over. I don't think there'll be nothing left to say by November 24th. And Here's anyways, what I want you to okay. I want you to take solace in. Number one, the country will never be over. It'll just be under under different f- versions of fascism and different of economic course. turmoil. But we'll live in the end because the principles are there. Now it's how long until you can revise them. That's the question. Now, do I think it'll take a generation? It looks like it, but we're never going to be over, yeah. brother. Go ahead. Yeah, of course. But I think they're going to bring that digital currency and they're going to bring COVID back, the digital currency. And they've done nothing to fix the elections. You know that. It's you know going to be long, even worse. Yeah. Do you know how long the Soviet Union lasted? 72 years. Uh, 
Yeah, 72 yeah, years. In yeah. fact, there, there has never been a successful communism without murder and mayhem, and that's I could point to China. But they have a hybrid system, kind of like we do, where the government is in control of everything. So the closer you are to government, the better your quality of life is in a communist nation in the year 2023, like China and like Washington, D.C., and most yeah. parts of any Democrat sewer area. So we can navigate through it. We will out, you know, the country will survive. It's what we do and how we act with the quality of our lives that is the determining factor. Which is why if you live, unfortunately, under Democrat rule, you have failure, corruption, and futility. That's what they deliver. Thank you very much. Ooh, it's like FFC, like the health club, only without the exercise equipment or the hot girls in yoga pants. Thank you very much, Mike. Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. Uh, yesterday on the Daily Mail on Facebook, I saw this heartwarming uh, news report that there was a rowing competition in Canada earlier this week. And the uh, Ukrainian team, uh, their boat started to sink halfway through. And by the time they got across the finish line, they were uh, over waist deep in water, but still going, you know, still rowing. And it was just like, wow, what a great thing. And I'm looking yeah. at 14, I'm looking at 14 uh, military age males not in their country. I'm wondering why are they in Canada? Because they're getting their butt kicked. And That's all, all right. Male age uh, men are in Poland yeah. and Czechoslovakia. They're all running. Yeah, our guys are there. They don't need to be there, but I like the way you think. In the meantime, I saw in the Daily Mail yesterday about FEMA. FEMA sent hundreds of employees, government employees. FEMA, the hundreds of employees, are staying in a hotel that is $1,000 a night. $1,000 a night, and we have at least 100 people there. At least. So that's $100,000 a night the American people are paying for these Democrat bureaucrat morons the same kind that made and started and and created the climate for the fire to start in the first place from the democrat run electric company of hawaii same democrats that were in charge of the water that was in the fire hydrants or wasn't when they needed it same democrat morons that are trying to steal the property from the people who somehow survived even though it appears they sectioned off the area and wanted them to burn but here's why they will always be in business under a corrupt gangster government here is deanna Chriswell. What is her qualifications? She's a Democrat. I want to get you. I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, the president's trip to, uh, to Maui. You were there w with him uh, yesterday. You've defended the president's handling of this. By the way, that voice you hear is Wolf Blitzer, who apparently has Jimmy Carter and Joe Biden's doctor. None of these old rat Marxists seem to ever go away. Crisis, but should he have been out front speaking publicly from the very start? This is the deadliest fire the U.S. has faced, what, in 100 years? But if he would have done that, we wouldn't have been able to send 100 employees here to have the time of their lives. Uh, this is definitely the deadliest fire that we have faced, and that is why I go out immediately at the president's direction to get in these communities to better understand and assess the situation. So, I so the reason she's having my ties and they're spending a thousand dollars a night is to assess the situation. And she brought ninety nine of her closest friends, and we're paying for it. And the saddest part is we're probably paying off the student loans that these idiot Democrat Marxist frauds all left behind for us to pay. I can provide the president with the most accurate information about what the impacts are. Um, and that's exactly what we were able to do. Yes, she was providing him with information. It's the government, government work at its finest on display. Teresa Brasscoast. Hey, Sean Brasscoast checking in. Nice. Um, you know, along with the uh, so many problems with this debt forgiveness uh, with student loans, I mean, another thing that 
this does is teach these students entitlement. You know, I don't have to pay my bills. I can get things for it's free. Marxist, well, it's, Marxist, it's Marxist grooming, and that's what yes. public schools do. They groom Marxists, and it's Absolutely. it's it's really something that the American people need to wake up to. Now, everybody thinks you can fight this, and you're going to hear politicians tonight tell you how they're going to run on eliminating the Department of Education. They're not. That's a lie. The only way to fight right. this is what you do in your own decisions with your own family, and the best exactly. way to fight it is to keep your family away from them, because once they're in this welfare rotation, that's how you build the kind of ignorant, entitled generations that are willing to tolerate a crook like Joe Biden as the president. They don't care. These Absolutely. kids don't care. They're not interested no. in the real economy because they want the fake economy. They're like Democrats in the Chicago and surrounding areas. They just want to be cu- cut in on the scam. They're not a, repulsed by it. So what we, until we build that idea that Americanisms do not want corruption, will not tolerate scams, you're going to see more and more of it. And that's the issue. Absolutely. And that's why that poll of the Iowa Republicans, where 51% of the people polled, said, yeah, I know that Trump won and got robbed. And now what do they tell them to do? Pick your next favorite candidate. Why? It's a shell game. Right? right? If you can't fix the last election, why should I get excited about the next one? That's why, you exactly. know, I'm kind of the... I don't know if I'm the right guy to have to, to pump up the excitement of uh, the so-called debates where I'm going to see 17 versions of Donald Trump, none of whom can cut the muster. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Teresa, I appreciate it. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Craig. Hello, Sean, and thank you as usual for taking my call. Anytime. You were talking about the uh, way this government wastes money and everything like that, which is an understatement, uh, and that which you are well of guys at work today were talking about the government had their latest deal. They were uh, selling um, $300 million of all that uh, uh, border uh, uh, barrier and stuff. They sold it to somebody for $2 million. And the guys said that um, they were talking about how this was worth more in scrapyard. That guy made a, was able to take that material and go to a scrapyard and would be able to get way more. Why is the government destroying our money? Craig, that, wait, 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 no, 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 no. Because the, two, the guy who bought it for $2 million is connected. Kind of the way the Chinese investor, the, the Communist Party member, bought the Fisker plant in Delaware when Joe Biden was just a two-bit low-life scumbag senator right before he became vice president. It might have been right after he became vice president. The people paid 400 and something million for the, for the development of the Fisker plant. Fisker is one of those electric car companies, so they suck. It went out of business, and the Chinese communist businessman, when he wasn't fluffing Hunter Biden between crack binges, Bought it for $4 million. Pennies on the dollar. That's the scam, brother. And how many times do you have to go through it? How many times do you have to watch it? How many times are the American people going to tolerate it and reject it versus what the Democrat Party does? They find that out and they envy it. They're not repulsed by it. They want in on it. They know it's a mafia. They're only made up of two kinds of people. Those who are too stupid to understand it's a mafia and those who want to be in it. It's called the Democrat Party. The problem is... It's spread throughout the government. And the good people are being told they have options. They don't. 41% of likely GOP caucus voters do not believe Donald Trump. 8% are not sure. This poll surveyed 406 likely Republican caucus goers between August 13th through the 17th. Donald Trump. Yeah. And everybody knows who should be president. Everybody knows who won. 312 642 I'll be back. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. You know, most uh, 
I remember when I started to fill in for hosts, and I had to do a remote broadcast. And I remember a couple of you know people I know, and they're like, "Aren't you? Aren't you worried?" And uh, how do you do it? And you know, not everybody agrees with you. And then during the election year, I was filling in for Cortez, Steve Cortez, my friend, and we did one of these. And I was, uh, it was the election year. And I was at a restaurant in the area. I believe it is actually the owner of this restaurant has, uh, it's his dad that owned that one. And there were these three idiots, and I mean idiots, in the bar. And I was going down the, the rundown of the corruption that is the Joe Biden legacy and the Democrats writ large. And I remember I was here with my wonderful friend who is, works for the station, Eric, who I love to death. I won't tell him that. He's not here anymore. I can say it. And um, he's like, aren't you ner- nervous? Why am I nervous? They're the ones that should be ashamed and nervous. Because if you are a Democrat in America circa 2023, you're either a half-assed wannabe gangster or you're too freaking stupid to see that it is a syndicate. I'm not embarrassed. I'm proud of that. That's why I want to get rid of the anonymity in voting. Let's see exactly who's in the mafia. We all know them, right? You know them in their family. But they should be humiliated and embarrassed, especially when we have a hundred years of history and failure that is the Democrat corrupt policies. So I I have no, uh, oh, are you worried that they're going to? No, because if you're in this, I want you to know I see you for what you are. You don't share the love of country, the principles of liberty. You're a half-assed wannabe gangster who wants to take something you're not entitled to. That is the definition of a Democrat. So that's why I think they should have their areas. I, I was listening to this mayor, this dimwit in Wisconsin, talk about how great, how great the, the economy is, and she doesn't know why anybody's leaving the big cities. You talk about the things that are going up. Gas prices are going no, up. No, this is the, what's the girl's name, honey, money, the, 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 the portly woman the, in Madison, Wisconsin? Why can't I ever find this clip? Here it is, here it is, here it is. Here. So I would suggest that anybody thinks that this country is in decline, come to cities. Because Democratic mayors all across the nation are creating great places where people want to be. So let's, let's create that. Just give the Republicans who are unfortunate enough to buy real estate that you're taxing them on, give them what you say it's worth, and let all the Democrats go to the Democrat areas, all the Republicans go to the other, and then go our own way. You could have the USSA. I want the old USA back. Simple. All your tax schemes and your climate eco-Nazism, take it all. But do me a favor. Don't insult me and pretend you didn't steal the last election and God knows how many more. Wrap your arms around the fact you're nothing but two-bit half-assed gangsters. And that's why Joe Biden is your candidate, not mine. Your president, not mine. Simple. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, uh, as we're waiting for this... uh you know, people thought I would be embarrassed to say that in a room full of strangers. My name should have been Chuck, because I don't give a rip. If you're a Democrat, wear it like lipstick on a pig. Go ahead. Sean, if you can, if you can handle yourself at the uh, Country Club uh, Motel on North Boulevard years ago, I don't think you have any shame at all. I had my own room uh, there. So, Go ahead. <laughs> so we're getting ready for this, uh, the debate that's coming up. And it's going to be a bunch of people. It doesn't matter who's going to be elected as long as the fundamentals of uh, the politics don't change. No. And I think that you and I have a disagree on a couple of things. 
but I just want to go through it. So, like, Craig Mount Greenwood, Tom and Blue Island, Richmond, Indiana Park, some of the other people that always call in, they're a big fan of yours, and they complain and they agree with you on everything. I think they got three options. Your option, which is to move out of state, uh, which you and I chose to do. Another option is to stay and fight, and I think at a precinct level. But the other option to prepare for what's going to happen if it stays a Democratic Party is just get a couple of airboat pads and vast. Yeah. Well, here's the, well, here's what you you, you forgot the other option. The option. Stop playing the game that enriches the other. The other scallywags in our society, the legacy Republicans who fail and steal the money and run candidates of capitulation, and they sell people on this lesser of two evils, and you have to compromise. Because what they want the people to have is false hope, because that's what separates them from their money. I don't want that to happen to one of my listeners, not one. Save your money, you're going to need it. And if you live in an area and you're trapped, just make sure the legacy and the fruits of your loins aren't still trapped by those same things you're trapped by. It's simple. Mad Mac. Sean, who was that woman you just had on making that idiotic quote? Woman, I just, oh, that's a uh, Democrat, uh, the mayor of Madison, Wisconsin, who apparently is all in on the pork rinds. What a, what a moron. Hey, listen, we got a couple things here real quick. Hey, remember back in the mortgage crisis? Yeah. Yeah. Who was who was guilty? The sellers of the mortgage or the buyers? In some on cases, the, the, oh, wait a minute. I, mean, it, I wish it was that clear cut. I think to a certain extent it is. But I want you to remember how many people were lured by unscrupulous bankers like Alexei Janulius, his brother, and that entire dimwit family of the Pritzkers, Penny Pritzker and whatnot. Right, that's Superior on the retail bank. side. I'm talking, okay. about, I'm talking about the people who bought, the institutional people who bought the paper. Well, yeah. No, they, the buyers and the sellers. They should have went to, first of all, both. The sellers lied and wrapped it in a false place because they had no government oversight, and the buyers didn't care because it looked good on their books, even though they knew by the payment that it was not prime law debt. So they're both culpable. It's a complex issue. But here's the one thing. You want to know who's really culpable? The government that bailed out all, the, all of them. That's who's culpable. Thank you very much. The government is always culpable in a system built on lies and corruption. That's what our government is. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me. This all plays into how much I appreciate, not just you, which I know I do, I love you, but my next guest, because we are broadcasting from a remote location. We have an event tonight called The Debates. I don't really think it matters. I think the election was stolen. However, we are at Chicago Prime Italian, and I just had the best brick chicken I've ever had, and I I, I consider myself to be a connoisseur of brick chicken, but my next guest I'm also a connoisseur of good guests. My next guest is somebody you need to pay attention to for a multitude of reasons. But number one, not only is she brilliant, she is. She spent her a decade studying propaganda, the effects of propaganda on societies. That's her specialty. She now is a uh, senior contributor for The Federalist and has been since 2014. She's the author of a book, The Weaponization of Loneliness, 
how tyrants stoke our fear of isolation to silence, divide, and conquer. She is Stella Morabito. Stella, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much, Sean. It's great to be back here with you. Stella, let me tell you something. If I didn't have the respect for you, I do, and love you to death, I would have just called in sick, told Honey Bunny to put a promo. The Brick Chicken, if you're ever in Chicago, you have to come here. Lunch is on me. It's absolutely fantastic. And we could discuss your book, which is fascinating, because your book is built on your experience of propaganda, is it not? Yes, it's something that, well, not just propaganda, but how it operates on people and uh, often... The, um, that fear of ostracism that we've talked about in the past and how that affects us and how that causes so many people to self-censor. And, of course, self-censorship is the path to top-down censorship. We, we just have to push back against that. So, um, but, yes, propaganda pushes us in that direction, and it's very dangerous. Now, Stella, is that the, the, the reason societies capitulate to corrupt governments and i'm going to say this because i'm from chicago and all of my life everybody knew what chicago was run on i call it the short in the pants mafia of the democrats in chicago they all knew what it was and you have projects of chicago like o'hare airport where everybody knows what it is and how you get a stand there and the culture of corruption that has been normalized And now they have the courage to come out of the shadows, so much so, we have a mafia Don pretending to be president circa 2023. It's outrageous to me. It it is. um, I think you you captured it in that word normalize. You know, when we normalize, uh, you know, corruption, when we normalize uh, just all of these dangerous phenomena going around, you know, surrounding us uh, day by day, and nobody says anything. That's the danger, mostly, is, is uh, you know, to shut up. When you have so many people shutting up about what they believe and even lying about what they believe to avoid uh, feeling like they're rocking the boat or, or yeah. uh, you know, for they're just trying to kind of, uh, hide in the shadows to protect themselves. I mean, we all do this. In fact, my book is about how we, as human beings, have that hardwired need to connect with other people, but we also have that fear, the fear of ostracism, and uh, I think that can be harnessed by bad actors uh, in many different ways, in many different situations. And, um, and, and, and in fact, those who, you know, the, the most corrupt among us are the ones who practice this weaponization of loneliness the most. And, uh, you know, and that's how they get to where they are. That's how they are able to uh, lord it over a whole society. I mean, I go into the history of it in my book, you know, going back to the Bolsheviks uh, yes. you know, the, and, and the French Revolution. And they all had those three main components of the weaponization of loneliness that they use to corrupt society and to gain power for themselves. Number one, identity politics. Number two, political correctness. And number three, mob agitation. So political correctness is the scepter of all tyranny, and it really starts there. And I think the pushback to political correctness was weak from, say, the years the 90s all the way to present day. So that's something that Americans adapted to. They compromised with their own intellect, and they started to talk in the versions of collectivism that I only saw in Europe. But what was the greatest catalyst? I believe it was the reaction to COVID 
although a nonconformist, I was I never conformed. I adapted and I overcame. I was amazed at the people I knew intimately who conformed to collectivism and listened to the pathological liars we call politicians. I was shocked by it. Was that what in the in the autopsy of Americanism a hundred years from now will prove to be the greatest weaponization of loneliness, how they put all of Americans under house arrest or attempted to? Oh, it, it was um, it, it, brutal. Uh, and, and, of course, those who went along with it, which is most of us. I mean, early on, we, you know, we didn't know exactly what this was. And, uh, you know, most people, including President Trump, were concerned about what this virus was and what it could do. But it didn't take very long for us to realize. And really, just a matter of a couple weeks, which is what they told us, 15 days to, you know, flatten the curve, which turned into years. But um, it didn't take long to realize that this was uh, absolutely uh, a horrendous, horrendous uh, form of social engineering that was going on, kind of a beta test, an acid test to see how much we could, they could get people to conform. And, of course, after decades of obedience to political correctness, you know, where people would shut up or lie about what they believe and that was just normalized, um, then, you know, the time seemed ripe. I think the big test is coming. I hear rumors, I don't know if you've heard them as well, that they're, they're thinking about bringing back mask mandates because of some new variant yeah. or something like that. Stella, in Chicago, I don't live anymore, but I visit often. And one thing I can say about masks on uh, the Democrats in Chicago, I'm for it because most of them are repulsive. So I want them to cover their face. But it's not something I would promote or allow my family or friends to do. However, Stella, I'm very fast. In the, in the psychological coup d'etat of the Americans. And that yeah. really does play in hand with the political correctness, knowing that the collectivist, the American Marxist, is a blacksmith of words. They're wordsmiths of tyranny. And all of a sudden, I hear so many people, even people who say they're fighting it, adapt the language, the government's loan forgiveness program, as if the government had the ability to even do this. And you realize how unmoored we are from a republic. The American in general, very few of us think of this country as a republic. Very few of us think of this as a society that runs government versus a society that is told what to do by government. So how do we get that old American ego back, that old American edge, that principled belief structure back? Yeah, well, uh, I think key to all of this is understanding that free speech is use it or lose it. I mean, we absolutely, those of us who have a higher threshold, you, me, others who are able to speak boldly, have to keep doing it and over and over and influencing people. Not just, you know, um, you know, through, well, it's good to reach a mass audience, but I think the real key is going to be one-on-one. -on -one. Too many people are afraid just to talk to their neighbors about what they think. They're afraid to talk to a co-worker. Uh, they're fearful of the ostracism that comes with being politically correct. We absolutely yes. have to get rid of that. We absolutely have to understand, yes, we have this fear. It's very hardwired into us. That's how we were created, to connect with other people. But we have to understand how easily it is exploited and weaponized in order to control us and, and to create tyranny. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's absolutely important. It, it, it's critical 
Yes. And that's why I wrote the book. It's critical to understand this. More and more Americans have to understand that the more they shut up about what they believe, especially, you know, patriotic Americans, uh, and uh, and just kind of go with the flow, uh, the worse we're going to, you know, be underwater with all of this. So, um so I think that's I'm more interested in the long-term psyche of, of America, and this is where you studied. And when you look at the communist regimes, they, they run on lies. And mm-hmm. the way that they operate on lies is that they, they make the public afraid to say they know the lie. This is why I never give up, I never give up a principle or a point. Social security is not a social safety net. It is a Ponzi scheme of taxation. Just giving you an example. The election that we are supposed to be excited for is an election that I, under my own research, have come to my conclusion was stolen. I will not give up that point. So isn't that the psychological coup d'etat of the mindset of liberty and freedom? where they want you to give up your principles, they want you to give up your own opinion, and that's how we are so unmoored from those ideas that we are now discussing if a 65-year-old pot-bellied man is a female admiral in the government? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, um, shutting up about what we believe, obedience to political correctness, uh, has really eroded that sense of what it really means to be an American because it's all encapsulated in the First Amendment. I mean, if you can't think out loud, if you can't express yourself openly to other people, then you become isolated. And that's the key. That's exactly where all of these policies are leading and all of the demonization, you know, calling names like, oh, white supremacist, fascist, anti-vaxxer, yeah. Yeah, you know, election denier, uh, all of these things. I mean, there's a thousand other names that they use to make people shut up. And, and exactly what they want is isolation. They want us to feel fearful to speak openly because that isolates us. And isolation is the key to tyranny. Every dangerous cult leader like Jim Jones and the others, they know this. Uh, you know, uh, uh, even just on a regular one-on-one basis, gaslighting partners know this. It's, it's uh, just in the um, DNA of tyranny and tyrants to try to isolate. I mean, that's, uh, you know, what Stockholm yeah. Syndrome is all about. All right. It is to make the, the captive bond with the captor, to become dependent, just like uh, they want us all dependent on the mass state, on the government. And so that's where a lot of this is leading with the collectivism and all of that. But having said that, I, you, I wanted to go into one other thing, but um, it yeah. sounded like you had something else you wanted to say i don't want to keep talking. no go right ahead no 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 i want you to go into i want you to go into the duchess of chaffington often referred to as hillary clinton chicago's very own stealing your title i'd like to talk about that oh wow yeah recently the atlantic monthly read uh wrote or published uh a long 3500 word piece by hillary clinton but they stuck the headline on it uh which is the exact title of my book the weaponization of loneliness and when I saw that, I thought to myself, my, this is the first time I've really seen that title not related to my book. And, of course, uh, Hillary Clinton's article doesn't talk about my book at all. That's just the title of it. She later discusses what she calls the weaponization of loneliness with Rachel Maddow at MSNBC. But yes. what's fascinating is that that article that they discuss is 
I don't understand. I, I'm trying. I'm speculating here on why they decided to use uh, that term, the title of my book, for her article. And and maybe she know, saw a picture of you and she's enamored by you. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, well, what it is uh, is the an effort to turn upside down or to drown out the thesis of my book, which shines a spotlight on all of the kinds of demonizing techniques that are used to shut people up. And yes. sure enough, Hillary Clinton's article in The Atlantic is just an enemies list. It's, you know, she just, dozens of times she uses the word right wing, conspiracy theorists, and then she names like Newt Gingrich and Steve Bannon, and all of these uh, incels is another one she uses. Uh, and these are all supposed to be the wielders, the people who weaponize loneliness, who take advantage of, um, of fears and all of that. She's turning everything on its head and using demonization in that article to shut people up. There is no thesis in her article. There's no, there's, there, it's just a, uh, an attempt well, really to drown out any thesis that brings attention. She is brilliant. She is brilliant, like in the same fashion of Barack Obama, which is to practice the the Sololinsky tactics that yeah. that control the mindset or, or or implement the covetous nature of man, and that's what she needs to do, and that's why she does that that, that weapons list or or I mean um, the enemies list, and why she demonizes through blanket allegations rather than discussing the principles, and that's kind of something that I'm interested in if you go into it in the book. And that is, communism, fascism, Marxism couldn't exist unless it was supported by a section of the societies that it's practiced in. And one thing I've always recognized, the most evil communist trait, is the envy by the people where they're not interested in doing for themselves or their children, they're more interested in making sure others cannot. And I know that communist countries have that in their societies. I notice that Democrat areas have that, in especially little enclaves in the Chicagoland area, where the neighbor doesn't really want to provide for his wife and kids. He just wants to make sure that the one that does has his things taken away from him. Is that where you're seeing more and more Americans adopt that psyche of a communist? Well, yeah, I mean, you do see this more and more. It's kind of what they call the crab bushel effect, you know, where the crabs are all in a bucket and then one tries to get out and the other ones try to pull them back in, you know. Oh, I like that. Nobody's allowed. Yeah, that, that's one that uh, has been used a lot, especially, uh, you know, for people trying to get out of the projects and things like that. Um, yeah, absolutely, sadly. This is where we have been, um, we have been going, uh, taking on these traits that are so un-American and so um, ill-willed, you know. Americans generally have a very generous heart. I mean, you know, we've been known for, you know, 100 years as, as being generous and, and having lots of goodwill to those who are suffering and, you know, but things yeah. Hoisted by our own petard? Um, what was that? Hoisted by our own petard, generosity yes, used as, yes, viewed as a weakness. Yes. Now, a, or, yeah, you know, and this is the part I love having this conversation about you because you spent all of these years studying the philosophical tactics of communism. And before mm -hmm. I let you go, and I'm, I, 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 I always run out of time too fast with you. 
If the Soviet Union had the American media, would it have collapsed, in your opinion? Well, the American media today, or maybe yes, the American, the American media of 50 years? the American media of today, the propagandists oh. that they are, the the cover for corruption that they are, and the the yeah. supporters of of collectivism. If if Russia had a sophisticated American year twenty twenty three media that was the propagandist of corruption, would they have collapsed? I'm curious in your opinion. Um, well, yes. I mean, uh, if, if the kind of uh, media that we have today, you're saying the Soviet Union. Though, I'm saying they, if the Soviet they, Union had our media today, back in 1989, they would have gone oh. for another 30 years. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I say I see what you're where you're going yeah. with that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think when Gorbachev uh, instituted that policy, it was called glossness, which meant openness. Now we're going to allow people and uh, you know to, to say what they believe. Uh, that's what led to the collapse. But if uh, if he had. Uh, prevented that, um, they, it could have gone on. Um, yes, it could have gone on. Although a lot of people would argue economically, it was on the you know, yeah, collapse. But but you're right that what we've got yeah. today, and to remember also that when the Bolsheviks took over Russia in 1917, the first thing they did was take over the media. Right. And that's all. They want to make sure that people have no access to any other idea, yeah. any other thought. We're, luck we're lucky and the Soviets didn't have Janet Yellen. They may still be in power. In the meantime... Stella Morabito, we have you. And the book is called The Weaponization of Loneliness, How Tyrants Stoke Our Fear of Isolation to Silence, Divide, and Conquer. She is Stella Morabito, one of my favorites. Thank you for making time for me. Oh, and thank you for having me, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM 560. The answer. I got to tell you, I can't get over how good the food is. By the way, everything on the plate is good, not just the chicken. Chicago Prime Italian on Meacham in Schomburg. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. If you're here when I get on commercial break, I'm going to come and say hello. Take a ride over. It's open to the public, too, I believe. And uh, I'm a, it's just absolutely fantastic. Tony Downers. Oh, I was going to take him. He hung up. Mark Weiermiller. Hey, it's Mark Weiermiller, your man on the street. I'm on the way. Not. Well, no, 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 no. You are not. You are not my man on the street. You may be other people's man on the street, but I am not affiliated with you in any circumstance. Go ahead. Well, I'm coming out to get a selfie with you and anybody else who wants to get one. And I have, I want to declare that Trump has already won the debate tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm already there we can agree. We agree on that. And I'm happy to see you and your selfie and all the rest of it. But you are not affiliated with the Sean Thompson Show. You are just a listener and caller. Thank you very much. We've got to put Mark Wyman in his place from time to time. You know what I mean? Sure. Terry Dyer, Indiana. Hey, Sean, I got two quick comments for you. All right. Uh, number one. Uh, seeing Rudy Giuliani's mugshot was probably the most disgraceful thing I've ever seen in my life. For what he did, what he did for that city and going it's, to it's, You know what it is? It's it's aggravating. And let me tell you something. I could argue against Rudy Giuliani on policies, but what that is is aggravating. And you know what else is aggravating? Have you ever seen that scum that destroyed the once great city of Chicago? Did you ever see the scum Mike Madigan's mugshot? How about that two bit short in the pants joke of a human being? 
Ed Burke. Did you ever see his mugshot? Me either. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. And, and number two, the the talk that he gave to the reporters was inspirational. You know, I mean, yeah. what the, the people down there it, are some of the earth. I'll tell you what, this is why I like my listeners are the best, for the most part. We do occasionally get a Democrat that we like to poke fun at, but t- not Terry and Dyer in the end, he's the best. Georgia, and I'm feeling very, very good about it because I feel like I'm defending the rights of all Americans, as I did so many times as a United States attorney. People, people like to say I'm different. I'm the same Rudy Giuliani that took down the mafia, that made New York City the, the safest city in America, reduced crime more than any mayor in the history of any city, anywhere and I'm fighting for justice. I have been from the first moment. I represented Donald Trump. And this is a man who has now been proven innocent several times. I don't know how many times he has to be proven innocent. And they have to be proven to be liars. Actually, enemies of our republic. Who are destroying rights, sacred rights. They're destroying my right to counsel. My right to be a lawyer. They're destroying his right to counsel. It's not accidental that they've indicted all his lawyers. Never heard of that before in America. All the lawyers indicted. Now, whether you dislike or you like Donald Trump, let me give you a warning. It's going to come for you when the political winds shift, as they always do. Let us pray that Republicans are more honest, more trustworthy, and more American than these people in charge of this government. Because if our government is conducted this way, and the system of justice is politicized and criminalized for politics, your rights are in jeopardy and your children's. You know what, I, you know what I'm thinking of as he's talking? I remember the 80s. Do you remember it? When Rudy Giuliani was prosecuting before he was the mayor. You remember how many half-ass, fat-ass gangsters in New York tried to have him whacked? Tried to have him intimidated? Tried to have him silenced? None of them could do it. It took the short-in-the-pants Democrat mafia to do it. And their liaisons of corruption. Every single Democrat scum lawyer and politician, every one of them, who sits idly by and cheers at the success the Democrat mafia had when none of the others in New York could have it. That's exactly who you're up against. When they say it's a third world, it's almost worse because we never started out this corrupt. We ended up this corrupt by pretending Democrat mafia politics was normal. That's why I'm not going to pretend tonight. And I told my, my bosses, who I refer to as the suits, I'm the worst guy to get people excited about these debates. Because these debates should never be taking place. They stole the last election. I'm not excited about the new one. Tony in Downers Grove. John, Sean. How could someone so tough with many good points wrapped around uh, very good sarcastic witticism be a quitter? You're quitting. Copycat. You have no idea who you have no idea what you're talking about. You know how many jobs I had to work to buy homes and 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 succeed in Naples, Florida. You have any idea? So don't tell me I'm a quitter because I don't want to play your game of supporting scum Republicans, like the same scum who ran that moron in Aurora. I bet you something tells me, Tony, you'd be more than happy to vote for that moron, little Dick Irvin in Aurora, the scallywag for Ken Griffin, right? Am I supposed to believe the Illinois Republicans fight for me? You mean the same ones that have the video poker games or the ones that have the pot dispensary? The same ones that do guts on ghoul 
in the face of the corruption of Mike Madigan. They just want a close parking place. Do me a favor, don't do that rah-rah bull dung with me. Don't do it. It's not going to go well. They're stupid. Matt, in South Bend. Sean, I hope you're having a good meal there. Oh, Jerry, you're making my mouth water. Anyways, we're, uh, I was, was going to ask an angle. You've always said that uh, Trump surrounded himself with scum when he went into there, and I was thinking that he was fighting with fire with fire. Now, is DeSantis kind of reorganizing things? What do you think he's going to be able to do to change if and when he gets the nomination? I have a very good friend of mine who's you know big on DeSantis because of what the, the success DeSantis had in Florida, and those are all great points. Donald Trump, to me, should go on Tucker tonight and explain why he really screwed up his last year. I think he would win a tremendous amount of support, guys like me, unequivocally. He should also do a mea culpa on that low-life roach, Roger Stone, and Paul Manafort. These are two bad, bad, bad people. And I have to pretend they're on my team. They're not. 271 lobbyists, terrible at firing existing political frauds like Anthony Fauci and the rest of them. So he's not perfect by any means. But what the real argument is, okay, do that, correct all that, but do me a favor, don't ever give up the fact we were cheated in 2020. And I refuse to be excited about 2024 because there is nothing different outside of Republican areas like Ron DeSantis in Florida. What he did to strengthen voter integrity laws along with the 21 good states. But if you have this many people in America that want to turn a blind eye to mafia government, it's like the city of Chicago. You have only one choice, right? And that's to go to high ground. And that's why when Illinois Republicans say, well, you're a quitter, they're, they're not bright enough to understand the argument I'm having. They're not smart enough to figure out the game is rigged and you don't waste your money or your time in a rigged game. You go to where the game isn't rigged. That's that simple, Matt. But you know that. You're not calling from Illinois. You're calling from Indiana. Thank you very much for the call from Indiana. Glenn in Oakbrook. I think he gets me. Sean, Sean, uh, listen up. What I'm about to tell you, you probably want to order a double espresso shot martini from that. Chicago I don't drink alcohol, right but I'll try. But go ahead. Um, so the uh, O'Hare Bus Shuttle Center has huge black curtains up, huge, going all the way down the hallway. And behind the magic curtain are people that are not speaking English. Yeah. I'm well, I'm, I'm going to tell you, Glenn, listen, I, I'm dead serious when I say this to you. We have a better chance of those people who are fleeing corrupt governments to fight the Democrats than we do the people who vote for Democrats today. I understand the outrage, and I'm outraged about the money and all the rest of it. But when you think about the future of this country, who's going to save it? The short-in-the-pants Democrat voter in Chicago or the guy who's fleeing El Salvador because it was corrupt? Who's going to save it? You're Think right. about it, Glenn. You know what I mean? That's how I view You're this. Right. So if there's going to be, they're going to hide, with, let's say, let's say there's 7 million, because whatever they say times it by three. 7 million. Out of the 7 million, probably 20% are the scum of the earth with the American Democrats. But the rest might be guys like me and you, Glenn, because if me and you were in those corrupt governments, what do we do? We figure out how to survive, and we figure out how to get away and thrive. And this is the last well, country would... they can do it in. The last one where a guy could start out and end up ne- as your neighbor in Oakbrook. And you see it every day. How many guys you see come here as immigrants and become the best citizens, the Oakbrook neighbors? How many guys? And that's, that's, what'll say, that's what saved Oakbrook this far. It isn't the Chicago Democrat who pretended that Mike Madigan 
was anything other than what he is, a gangster. Thank you very much. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I can't remember nothing, Lord. I can't remember there's my guy. I love this sexy son of a gun. He make Hillary Clinton think about heterosexuality. We are live from Chicago Prime Italian on Meacham. We have Bob from Buffalo Grove here. I know that because he came with his own name tag that says Bob from Buffalo Grove. If you do come, there is no need to have your own name tag, although I appreciate it. In the meantime, let's go with Ron from Valparaiso. Hey, uh, Sean, I want to correct myself. Yesterday I said Fauci made $300 million during the pandemic. He, he only made a million, five million. Just oh, a measly five million dollars. Yeah. But here's what you got to remember, Ron. Here's why, here's why political corruption pays the most. Because it's tax-free. See, now, if you and I go work our asses off, right, and I've done this, and you earn some money, and you got to file your taxes every quarter. And every quarter, you got to give these thieving rats 50% because they pretend that we're capitalistic or the land of the free. But unless you make it in their political arena or through their navigated approved occupations, you pay 50% to these scallywags. What do you think Fauci's percentage of taxes on his net worth is? What, are the, what is the percentage of taxes on bribes? Ask a Chicago Democrat. I know what it is. Ron, in Valparaiso, Indiana, because you're not from Chicago, it's zero. They pay nothing. That's why all of these half-ass gangsters own properties on Lake Michigan. In Michigan, of course. How many dailies are at the Stray Dog or whatever the hell that drunken stumble bum place is? In the meantime, let's go to Dr. Anthony Fauci, a doctor who's never cured anybody. But he has made an extreme amount of money. First of all, we are not done with COVID. We know that. The number of cases last week are 12% greater than there were the week before and 25%. And the number of deaths, unexplained deaths, since this pickle-faced, crooked mafia don started to implement his fascism is between 18 and 24% around the world, all with the common denominator of the vaccine greater than they were two weeks ago. We have an uptick in cases and in hospitalizations and deaths. But the climate change countering has to come from an international commitment. To- an international commitment. The climate change. You're a freaking doctor who sucks. I wouldn't let you look at my dog's ass. And now you're going to talk to me about climate change? It was an elaborate cover-up, and it began in January of 2020. There's emails between Dr. Collins and Dr. Fauci in which Dr. Collins says this wouldn't be good for China. This wouldn't be good for science. Oh, you know what, Squirrel? I hit the wrong button, you know, because I'm on location at Chicago Prime Italian. And uh, I meant to hit the rest of the Fauci clip where he's going to lecture us about another subject he's not an expert in and knows nothing about. But... He recognizes the potential of political profiteering. Decrease the carbon imprint in society so you don't have the kinds of crazy weather that we're having in this country. I mean, if you look at it from the fire, the tragic fire in Hawaii. You mean the one that started because of the Democrat-run electric company that started the fire? We've got evidence. Or the one that thrived? and ravage the community because the Democrat-run water system didn't have any water in the fracking fire hydrants. You mean that one? 
to Texas 75 days in a row, over 95. I mean, it's completely, really amazing. Really? Does anybody know about a thing not that far ago, less than 100 years ago, I like how they keep saying 100 years ago, called the Dust Bowl? Ever take a look at the temperatures without the new fluffer of panic called the heat index? Did you ever look at the years, and, or I mean the, the days, weeks, and months of Texas and the temperature prior to the heat index? The good news is for the Democrat mafia, the people who are not in on it, the dummies, the morons that support them, they're too stupid to read anything, have any perspective or any real reason and thought. With climate change. Yeah, with climate change. Uh, Honey Bunny was able, you know, when I talk about climate change, here's a guy that's not really a Democrat, but he is rather smart. He is uh, Degrassi Tyson. His first name, I think, is Nick, isn't it? Nick? Neil. Neil Degrassi Tyson. And whatever. And I really don't uh, follow much of what he says, but I agree with a lot of what he says. And he made a very good point about exactly the rock we are inhabiting. The people out there who say, oh, Earth is just perfect for life. Oh, what a haven in all the universe. Just right. It's not just right. Every opportunity it gets, it tries to kill us. Add it up. The tsunamis, the hurricanes, the tornadoes, the asteroids, the, the three quarters of the Earth. If I drop you butt naked, you're dead ten minutes later. Because something eats you. Okay? Earth is bad for life. And, and evidence of that is, look at the fossil record. 99% of all species that ever lived are now extinct. That is not the signature of a planet that is in love with life. But somehow, man has been able to thrive, to succeed, to create true reusable energy, renewable energy. We did that. We did that. Man, we are nature. And yet these fascists, these corrupt political whores, want you to believe we harm it? No, we're mastering it. And we would do even better if it wasn't for political profiteering. Government corruption, policy steering and front running. You know, government. We're the ones who are nature, and we're the ones who have made everything better, not worse. These swindlers have no idea. But what they do know is if they build a crime syndicate large enough and avoid of all oversight, they can entice the society to join it. It's called Democrat Areas. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so Truly a pleasure right now to somebody who's more than a guest. He has been a tremendous help to me personally and an asset to the show on many levels. He is a warrior for righteousness. He's also the CEO of Publius, editor-in-chief of the Publius National Post and author of a number one Amazon bestseller, The Woking Dead, How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture. He is A.J. Rice. A.J., how are you, my friend? Brother Sean, what's going on there in Chicago? You guys having a little uh, party? 
Yes, we are. We are. And, and when you come into town, this is not far from the, the studio in Chicago, and I'm taking you here. It's called uh, uh, Chicago Prime Italian, and I just had the best brick chicken, which I believe myself to be oh. a connoisseur of. you got to come with me. You're going to love it. Um, I love it. You know me. I'm a Northeast Philly guy. You know, half the family from South Philly. So any place like that, I'm in. There's no it. cheese on stuff here. I don't know what the hell you guys were doing with that cheesesteak, but that's for another time. In the meantime, <laughs> tell me about the success the book is having. I'm, I'm proud of you. You know I love you, but tell me a little bit about the book and the success you're having. Well, look, we're killing it, right? So wokeism is now in the vernacular. Um, you know, it, look, political correctness was always out there. You know that. We've been punching that for 30 years, going back to, you know, slapping Murphy Brown around. But I will tell you, what's going on now is we're starting to see what I call the unified theory of wokeness. It is touching everything, and I think because of it, the American people have educated themselves, which is why you see a lot of the presidential candidates, I know we'll get into it in a minute, a lot of them, a lot of their personal brand is anti-woke. So, you know, even even to a degree, RFK Jr.'s personal brand is anti-woke, and it's pro-freedom. It's pro-freedom. So, look, the opposite of woke is liberty, and and you know, I I would say that it's 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 time. I mean, the 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 book is a there's a target-rich environment, right? So, I could rewrite the book every day, and I'm I'm working on a sequel. But I mean, look, you know it, I know it. Chicago's got some of this stuff crawling with it. Um, well, but the American people, right and left, have had enough, and I think they're pushing back. I hope so, AJ, because I'm going to tell you something that I'm really astonished at over the last three years. And that is guys in your neighborhood and guys in my neighborhood, right? They're basically interchangeable. These neighborhoods are throughout the country. These are hard-thinking, opinionated, American-loving men and women. They are. Yet yeah. somehow, they've all been put in a corner like Baby in that movie with Patrick Swayze, may he rest in peace. However, this is the reality where they're afraid to talk their own reality. And now we're living in an America where, listen, brother, the idea you'd let a 65-year-old pot-bellied man dressed as your Auntie Phil go into the bathroom with your daughter is insane. Right. Are you? How in the world has this happened? And it's because I'm afraid that a couple of wannabe half-assed gangsters call me a name? I don't give a rip about that. Isn't that the real problem, is that people started caring what losers and failures and half-assed gangsters think of them? No, exactly. And look, the trans mafia doesn't do the classic Tony Soprano-type whacking. They do different whackings, right? Uh, <laughs> We're not really afraid of the trans mafia like that. But I'll tell you... The idea that I was gonna that I was gonna wake up one day and it was gonna be a a trans man woman creature in a bathtub dressed like a woman I guess like dressed like a Charlie McCarthy puppet with two Bud Light pounders and the, the Anheuser Busch thought that was their core audience they have lost their mind and I'm gonna tell yeah. you the subtitle of the book is How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture. I like to think Elon Musk uh, has read the book, right? Elon, come on, brother. Um, because he has called this thing a mind virus. Let me take it a step further. One of the reasons I wrote it is because during COVID, I noticed that there was a second virus afoot. And the way it has spread is, uh, it's a simple term, and that is peer contagion. Peer contagion. And it's, it's spreading amongst the culture. It's spreading amongst, um, you know, our sports leagues. 
it's spreading amongst sort of the corporate world where now you've got ESG and DEI acting like a uh, societal report card that we're all going to have to fill out. Then some corporate minder is going to tell us whether we're a good, woke human being. I mean, it's really like the Chinese social credit system, what they're trying to implement yeah. there on the corporate side. Well, you know, AJ. So, yeah, brother, look, it's everywhere. But, I mean, I know this audience is an audience of patriots. Even though there's both, you know, White Sox and Cubs fans in this audience, yeah. I would say they're yeah. they're going to punch back. They're not going to, you know. And they're listening to a guy. I can't name one guy on either team. I haven't watched sports in 30 years. But here's the here's the funny thing, AJ. I think it's because we've allowed to we've allowed points of principle to be given up, and we just normalize it, right? And I'm going to tell you something about Elon Musk that I don't believe happened, and I'm shocked it did. He was forced and threatened to buy Twitter. That should have never happened, and I'll tell you why. During the disclosure period, during the due diligence period, it was found out that the ex-owner, Democrat, asset, and apparatchik, lied about the amount of people, about the amount of money that was made. I've never seen anything like that. I'm in the real estate business. You present something other than it is. Not only am I not buying it, I am suing you for misrepresentation. Yet none of that happened. I can't believe so much of the government threats and fascism are appeased and abided by. We have, have Americans lost the principles fight about anything? We just keep conceding. And now here I am two, and eight, two years and change into a whore. An election-stealing horse presidency. This guy's illegitimate. He didn't win the fracking thing. But yet we just keep moving on, moving on. I mean, they've got us beat because they're going faster than we are. Right. So, no. I mean, the meat puppet, I mean, he's just, he's like a, uh, you know, a dream for the left. Because, you know, like Ron Burgundy, you know, he'll read and sign whatever's in front of him. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right? Did, you say meat, did you say meat puppet? Did you say he meat could puppet? Outlaw you. He could outlaw me, you, martinis, yeah. and cigars tomorrow. And yeah. he wouldn't even know. I mean, he doesn't know when he's in Hawaii. You know. Did you say? Did you say like, meat puppet? Did I hear you say meat puppet? Yeah, he is a meat puppet. I thought we agreed we were not going to use Kamala Harris's nickname in high school. <laughs> but go ahead. Uh, you know, I you know I've got different nicknames for Candy. I'm not sure Salem would like them, so I'm going to keep mm-hmm. them to myself. Uh, oh, Kamala, Cammy Kamala. But look, oh, he look. You could take Joe Biden to a California pizza kitchen. He's going to think he's in Maui. I mean, that's where we're at. And they and, and, and the basement strategy worked. It worked with him. It worked with, with John Fetterman, uh, the mongoloid from Pennsylvania. It, it yes. worked with the supposed it worked with the supposed governor Katie uh, Hobbs in Arizona. She's uh, brilliant. You know, where she just she never debated debated Carrie Lake and she just hid in her basement. So brilliant. because they run up the score with early voting and shenanigans, I mean they can have Whatever decrepit candidate they want, they can just park them somewhere like a lemon, like like a like a you know an old Dotson on on cinder block, yes. and they can just with technology and with Zuckerbucks run the score up. Meanwhile, the Republican Party, who's always playing defense on their heels, they're always playing last year's game, right? Sitting there yeah. drinking their herbal tea and and, and and crying into their tapioca pudding, wishing for the where McCain would come back from the dead or Romney would come back from the, uh, alive. 
it, they, that's what they want. They like Republicans who love to lose honorably. And they're that's okay and that's why they're throwing and that's why they're throwing so many of these scallywags at us tonight. I'm going to tell you right now, AJ. I, I told the suits, as I call them, my bosses, as normal people know them. I'm not the best guy for this thing tonight. I'm not the best guy at all because, number one, I kind of see the game. The game is to fail and still keep some sense of likability because this way the government scam grows. And all it's ever done in my lifetime and yours is grow. And the failure has no repercussions, none. In fact, failure is rewarded. Now what we're facing is treason. Joe Biden is an asset of the Chinese Communist Party and the oligarch recipients in Ukraine that are receiving hundreds of billions of dollars with no oversight and no questioning. So the question is, have enough people shown enough disgust and enough outrage for the puppeteers to change the act? No, they haven't. I mean, we've got one disruptor and we've got a few guys that have, you know, maybe half a quinone. I mean, you know, I mean, one of the reasons we've had two phony impeachments and four phony indictments of Donald Trump is because they are trying to get to him, you know, through him to us, okay? Because he's the only one, and he's made some mistakes, but he is the only one that pushes back against these people. If you think Kevin McCarthy's coming to save you, you are out of your mind, okay? No, I... I, I... Ladies and gentlemen, most of what we see is like pro-wrestling. Why do you think John Boehner and Paul Ryan repealed Obamacare 700 times? It's to keep the Tea Party from burning the building down. That's why. Yes. This is what now, they do. Now, here's the thing, too. I, I, I looked in, I, in the beginning stages, when this particular candidate started to talk, I said, boy, oh, boy, I like the sound of this guy. I did. I liked him. He had me for a minute. And then I kind of looked into how he made his money. And then I'm speaking specifically of Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek Ramaswamy ran a pump and dump. He bought a, a, bought a, a, a phony failed drug that failed after 14 years of development, did nothing but trim some of the testing, presented it as a new accomplishment, never doing anything other than having his mother, who was an asset to the, to the big pharma company that sold it. They, they established a company in the Bahamas. He was on uh, CNBC and uh, the other idiot, Kramer, and the rest of it, pumping up. The the stock goes up to $30. He, he, he somehow gets it approved by the SEC, cashes out for a billion eight and change after the company was $2.8 billion. It's, it's worth $0.13. Cents. People lost their life savings. I'm disgusted by this. Do you think he'll face one question, or do you think, like I do, he is the stooge that the government supremacists set up so that some of the people who like some of the things that Donald Trump said are lured over to support. What do you think? Well, I mean, look, I, you know, I, I do know uh, the campaign. I've worked with the campaign. I know some of the people that are around him. They're not a bunch of hacks. They're not a bunch of John Kasich people from Ohio. They're not a bunch of Mike DeWine people. You know, he's got some good people around him. Uh, I, liked, it, I liked him, but when I looked into his, into his past, I'm very disgusted. Very Sure. I mean, look, but you could be disgusted by what Trump did in, in Atlantic City, too. I mean, look, Oh, yeah. Or, or Trump University. And I was sure, disgusted. Sure. No I question mean, look, about it. Here's the thing. These guys use our system, which is broken and created by people like Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden and Barack Obama to, you know, either either get paid or pay their business or pay their shareholders or whatever. I mean, we'll see. I'm not sure. I, I can tell you this. Vivek is a debate champion. I know some of the people from Incubate Debate that are around him. Um, Chris Christie better put down the White Castle cheeseburgers tonight. 
Oh, please. He's he such an idiot. If he tries to go to Vivek, Vivek may go right through him like the Matrix. All right? I mean, really. The other thing is he's a failed two-bit governor from a half-assed wannabe gangster area. He's been nothing more but than a friendly to the government supremacist and from hugging Obama to some of the things that he allowed to happen under his so-called watch, not to mention the whole beach scandal where I'm pretty sure Greenpeace was trying to pull his big ass back into the ocean. <laughs> yeah, they're going to make some whale blubber lamps out of I mean, and, what, and didn't he have the surgery? What the? Wait, 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 wait. The worst thing about him is he's a Cowboys fan, so I'm out. Okay, oh, I'm Philadelphia. You in the sports. Okay. What about the surgery? I thought they fucking, I thought, I thought they took out half of his stomach. Didn't they put the rubber band around half his stomach? Probably as long as the Mississippi to work. I mean, so. what did he put, A1 sauce on it and eat it? <laughs> he did. Yeah, he, he gained did. weight since he had the surgery. <laughs> he dumped it in some tartar sauce. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Well, I'm just going to yeah, tell look, you, tonight, look, tonight, is, tonight is a there. distraction, isn't it? Uh, I think Tim Scott's a, a good man. Uh, I, I don't see any problem with him. I don't think he's got enough pizzazz. Uh, but, I, I, look, last year when I was on with you, I asked you. I said, you were asking me about DeSantis. I said, look, um, DeSantis is going to have to show us he can take a nuclear blast to the face. So far, it doesn't look like he can. No. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, I think he lost a lot of, um, a lot of supporters because he was hired to do a job. I mean, I feel this way. I'm a Floridian. I voted for you. I went out of my way to support you. You won the election by the largest margin ever. Correct. And your, your first instinct was to abandon your post halfway into the, to this, to the uh, uh, obligation. I got a problem. Yeah, really. It was like it was. And I'm going to tell you that that left a sour taste, not in just my mouth, but many of the other people who supported him. And I love I love what he did. He did a wonderful thing. And, and I also don't like the 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 con job to the certain extent of of not addressing the allegations one on one. He's trying to sidestep and play the polka with Donald Trump rather than taking him on. If you want to argue with Donald Trump, let's argue. Because I think there's enough to argue with. But why why the sidestep? I don't I don't understand. Is he trying to lure through capitulation rather than have confidence because he's right on the issues? I don't I you know I do a radio show where a lot of people could turn off the radio show. I don't appease them by by insulting them with a vague lie. I want to have the uncomfortable conversation. Why isn't DeSantis like that? Yeah, look, he's, he's being overmanaged. You know, I'm in the swamp, brother. I'm in the swamp. I've seen people get undermanaged, overmanaged. I've seen good staffs and bad staffs. And I'll tell you, I mean, he's firing people. But I, 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 he did not need to do this. He could have he been uh, the kingmaker here and make all these people beg for his endorsement and stayed the governor of Florida and not gotten involved until the next cycle. He didn't need to do this. Instead, he's out there, um, you know, trying to tangle with Trump Zilla, and you're never going to be able to look. And he bent the knee. OG. He's the golden escalator OG. You're never going to get to the right of him. You're never going to get you know, more anti woke than he is. And it just, it was not, it, and it's not going well. Well, he bent the knee. He bent the knee to what. I think they're underestimating the percentage of Republicans or people that voted for Trump feel about the election theft. And when you go along and you tell me that the last election was legitimate, go stand next to Mike Pence. You're, there's no difference. Go stand next to him. Because the far, as far as I can see, there's only one guy who knows that it was stolen and is willing to say it. And that's the guy who's being attacked by Democrat mafia areas and district attorneys. And that's the guy who was cheated. And until... I, I think... 
it's going to take somebody to say, no, I don't, I don't like the, the last election results. I think it was stolen. And if there's not one of these scallywags that has the courage to say that, I really think tonight's going to be a waste of three hours unless they let me smoke in here. Well, I mean, Fox News might get them all to basically make my, I mean, I, I got to think that it was the last election. Is Joe Biden the president right now? That may be a question. You know? No, no, um, not, not legitimate. That's just like creating a, a, a campaign commercial for Trump. <laughs> yeah, right? really. It is. Does Fox have any credibility anymore? I know I haven't watched it since uh, they fired Tucker. I haven't watched one thing. Well, as you I, know, I, I've got clients that work over there. Um, yeah. You know, like Judge Janine and, and, and Ingram and others, Pete Hexep. And, yeah. and I'll tell you, I mean, there are some patriots still over there. But, and I've said this before, when you kill the king in front of everyone, which is Tucker, when you have a red wedding in front of everyone... You know, it kind of institutes trickle-down fear, and, and you get self-censorship, you get self-correction. Uh, you know, people are afraid because no one saw it coming, and, and you know, and I, I've got a little more information than other people because I'm just working on the Tucker Carlson book with Chadwick Moore. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that that hurt them in a, in a, in a, on a, in a way that they have, can't even fathom. And because there were, there were a ton of people who already weren't watching the other 23 hours of the day. Uh, Those, that Tucker wasn't on, right? So right. now, in a stroke of marketing genius, Tucker and Trump are going to... Tucker's going to interview Trump at the exact moment this debate is... Fine. I'd rather watch that. Yeah. Um, well, I you know, think here, a lot of people are going to. Those women you mentioned... I absolutely adore, number one. And there's one you didn't mention that I that I love to death, and that's Maria Bartiromo. And that's I'm going to ask you something that I don't even know if you can say. I, I Because of you, I was able to interview Judge Janine, who I, I truly do adore and have admired for years. I said something flippantly in our conversation about being attacked by governments. I remember reading that Maria Bartiromo specifically, was also being investigated because of text messages she sent. I'm assuming Judge Janine was. I can only imagine Laura Ingram is. Are they facing political persecution? Well, I mean, look, they, they, they went through everyone, you know, the fine-tooth comb through the discovery process, and then I'm assuming Fox did some kind of internal audit. I mean, I think they're fine. I think Good. if they, I think... I think, you know, I mean, God knows what Dominion asked for. I mean, they're, they're, you know, some have said that Dominion asked for Tucker, Tucker's scalp in order to settle and to drop it. Um, obviously, people at Fox deny this. But, you know, I, but I think for now, they've got their new lineup. You know, I think Janine and Maria and Laura, I think they're, they're fine for now. They're safe. Good. But, Good. again, I will tell you, and, you, you know, your audience, a lot of the guests that come on the show especially the non-Fox ones, you know, they're not asking me to get them on Fox. So that's new. That's yes. new. That's an yes. insight for me because a lot of times when people pay me to get them on shows as a publicist, you know, Fox News is usually at the top of their um, the food chain there. And no, now not matter. so much, you know, in the last couple of months. It's interesting. They actually would prefer to get on War Room. And I can tell you because I have a metric – when someone goes on War Room with Steve Bannon or shows like this and some newsback hits and so on, I can kind of see in real time whether the hit is working based upon the rankings on Amazon of where the book is. I can kind of see it. Yes. So, you know, I mean, and, and I can tell you, 
Bit Bannon and some of the Salem radio shows around the country, they move the needle in some ways more than Fox does. AJ, I can't thank you enough because you do this for me and you help me. So I'm just going to ask you a veiled question so you don't get any uh, specifics. Percentage-wise, how many of the people you get to book on my show complain about my ADD and my inability to stay on what they want to talk about and I talk about what I want to talk about? Would you say it's 30%, 50%, or 70 I think maybe uh, <laughs> we can. Yes, yes, yes. You know, look, yeah. brother, you got a little marinara sauce in your veins. <laughs> You know, come on, you're chomping on a scrub. Look, yeah. you know, not everyone's the same. I mean, I, no, I, I love go it. on. See, I know I can be myself when I come on with you. Yes. But there are some shows where I've got to go on and I've got to tone it down and be a little Bo Peep sometimes. So it's yeah. very hard for well. the head of Joe Pesci conservatism to do. <laughs> well, listen, there's a brick chicken on me next time you're in Chicagoland and I'm here at the same time. In the meantime, same deal in Florida. You keep me posted. And thank you for all the help you give me. Thank you. Thank you. You're a patriot. Let's get him. He is A.J. Rice. The book, The Woking Dead, How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture. Thanks again. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie. Chicago Prime Italian on Meacham. I mean, I highly... Recommend. The food was very, very good. The ambiance is fantastic, although they're allowing me to talk in the main room. We are almost done. This is a fast show. It feels very fast. See, I don't mind location. I think we've only offended. Did anybody get up and leave? Nobody said anything, right? Oh, we might be around friendlies. I prefer if we can get in a little conflict. Robert in Bloomingdale. Sean, have a nice evening. How are you doing? Wonderful. How are you? Good. Yeah, I just want to make a comment and then ask you a question. The comment is, President Trump is so far ahead right now, why are these other candidates even bothering to run? Put your vote behind well, President Trump. And here's my, uh, and I, that's, my, that's my comment. But hang on, a question I want to ask you, this is the important, what happened to Larry Elders? He met all his requirements. How come he's not on the stage? I'm not sure. I, and, and are you certain he met all the requirements? I think there's a percentage. But n- moreover, who, who manipulates that data? Who's in control of that data? Yeah. The RNC, led by our Romney? You know, this yeah. is why I'm not a party guy. You know I'm not a party guy. I don't give a rip. Yeah. And how about how you have, to, you have to sign a loyalty? Loyalty? I'm not loyal to anything other than a principle. You think I'm loyal to some crooked-ass, half-ass wannabe gangster in a Brooks Brothers suit calling himself a Republican? I'm not. Thank you very much. I'm not loyal. My vote's not on that. But that's not how the game is played. The game is played as this duopoly of deception and corruption. That's why so many of these frauds who are going to be on stage today will bend knee and they will buy the lie that Joe Biden is the legitimate winner of the 2020 election. He's not. Kevin in Las Vegas, Nevada. Hey, Sean, I've been waiting for a segue to talk about Neil deGrasse Tyson for months now. Thank you for that. Um, he, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan, history, science, space, that's all in my lane. And, yeah. and he's been great. But but recently, I mean, within the last, well, COVID, really, he's gone full woke as far as the government agenda it's goes. It's disappointing because I was, I was, uh, oh. I, I was admired him for years and it was disappointing. And I immediately discounted him as a, uh, as a moron. But go ahead. 
one hundred percent. If you if you can go back, it was probably maybe four to six months ago. Uh, There's an interview he did with a podcast. Have you heard of Patrick Bet David? Um, uh, no. Oh yeah, I've heard of him, but I oh. did not see the podcast. Okay. I remember. I think Proft interviewed him, and uh, you know, listen, he's a wicked smart guy. I made fun when I call him moron. But here's the thing. When you bend to supremacy, government supremacy, when you bend to a lie, when you stop questioning and claim to be a scientist, you're not really. You're not really a scientist. Scientists never stop questioning anything. Never. And, you know, the whole thing with COVID, we now have the history, the fact of history. They were wrong. And they better get on their fracking knees and beg for forgiveness. Go ahead. But this was only a couple couple months ago, and he was defending... The trial saying, I mean, it, like it was done how it was supposed to be, which we all know is absolutely ridiculous. And then most recently he's on board. Now he, he decided he wants to uh, get on the uh, trans agenda and he starts talking about all. I, mean, I heard him. Just, yeah. One they, one morning and one night. But after here's the thing. Here's the thing. After anybody that bends knee to COVID and now sticks by it, nothing you say for the rest of your life means anything to me. You could do whatever you want, but yeah. you have zero right. credibility, and that's really the category. In. That's the category he's in. You know, it's interesting when you think about the uh, the lack of the fight by these people who say they're going to run as the Republican nominee for the freedom that we take for granted. That's the one leg up DeSantis has on everybody. I went to Florida because at that time he was the most vociferous in defending the principles of Americanism. Other states did it, but he did it the best. So I'm. when it comes to fighting for freedom and liberty, there's only maybe a couple that even can speak of it. And sadly, I'm not sure if Trump was on the stage, if he could speak of it, other than starting off with, I'm sorry, I should have never reacted the way I did by the misinformation given to me by government supremacists. That might be a way to get guys like me back. John Garfield Ridge. Hey, John, sounds like you're enjoying your evening. Appreciate you taking my call. Oh, thank you. It's fun. And, you know, I'm going to catch a lot of flack because I said guys like me back. First of all, I think Trump is the legitimate president of the United States. He's cheated. But I, I, I support him in about 80% of his policies. And you and I know you know this because you and I have had the conversation. And you are not along with every policy. But when you look at the totality of his presidency, he was the most efficient because he was the only one not in politics. And that's something I think we need to focus on. Do you think that'll be brought up by a lot of the career politicians tonight? It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting, you know, but, you know, when the debate's done, I think your average Republican voter is going to uh, digest it and discuss it. They debate it amongst themselves. And, you know, I I appreciate that conversation. But to me, that's the wrong conversation, Sean, because what the hell difference? I mean, what what exactly, if anything, what's changed in Georgia, Wisconsin? Michigan, yeah. Pennsylvania, Arizona, which election laws, uh, election integrity measures uh, were installed? Uh, is there has there been anything actually tangible? Only in the, only in the states that like uh, law, the, the Republican states. But you know, John, it's it, that's that's the beauty. That's the best. That's the best part of the polls we've heard. The best part about the polls isn't who's in the lead and what percentage DeSantis or Vivek Ramaswamy has. Here's the best poll you're ever going to hear as far as I'm concerned. A majority of voters expected to attend the Iowa Republican caucuses believed that former President Trump won the 2020 election. A new Des Moines Register, NBC News, Mediacom, Iowa poll found that 51 percent believed the former president's false claims. Not false claims, honey. The fact he was cheated. And 51% of the people who voted 
understand they were robbed. The other 49, if you want to play the game that this was a legitimate presidency and Joe Biden is the president, go play with the Democrats. You don't matter to me. Cream Puff Jim, you're one of those Democrats. How you doing, Chunky? Yeah, I was going to say, there's finally a lawyer with his marbles. They've got a public defender that clipped that guy down at Mar-a-Lago, the Mar-a-Lago case. He let him him realize you're going to go to prison for a few years here. Come on, Cream Puff Jim, you know these rats. If only you could flip a Democrat. Which, which, what what did he flip on? What did he say? Which is the the big big crime? Yeah. What do you mean? The videos? The videos you're talking about? Yeah, so yeah, you got a public defender. Uh huh. Public defender is playing with a full deck and told him you better flip. Oh, poppycock. You know, that's what I love about the deck. Yes, advocate for the lying rat. The liar, right? Because one thing that you know about Democrats, it doesn't have to be the truth. You just have to have some form of credibility, and anybody will believe anything. That's how your entire city that was once great, now a ghetto, now destruction, now running on all lies and taxation and fascism and Marxism called Chicago. That's all. Who's going to flip on Mike Madigan? Is any of those guys going to flip? I don't think so. And we all know what he is. You know what he is. You've been kissing their ass for decades. That's how you got the cushy pension. Uh, How much time I got, Swirl? 30 seconds, that's not enough. I'm going to do uh, Tom in Blue Island, you're fast. Well, Sean, Tom. two quick things. First, yeah. cream puff marble mouth. I just had to listen to a commercial from some supposed Republican saying, I want a Republican who's going who's gonna to bring us all together. I don't want to be together with cream puff, Jim. And the other thing, Sean, is, hey, why do you keep busting chaps on the, on the man on the street, brother? He is not my man on the street. He is somebody else's man on the street. He's just a fan. We'll be back after this. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right, this is a lot of fun tonight. I mean, I, I you know, I have to admit, I, I have not been here for dinner, but I really love it. If you're in the area, Chicago Prime Italian on Meacham, I love it. The people are wonderful. His staff, I didn't offend any of them. I'm shocked at that. Nobody. Normally, I get something thrown at me. Uh, however, I am having the time of my life, and it's not just because I'm at Chicago Prime. It's because all of you are with me, and we are doing this. And, 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 and this is something that I think is different. I'm not ever going to cheerlead for a party. The the, the Republicans writ large have done nothing for the principles of our country. They've made us comfortable and complacent in the bastardization of our republic. That has to come to an end. And it can start today, it can start tonight, but it has to start sometime. Tony Riverside. Hey, first of all, I just wanted to say to you, what kind of of guy are you growing up in Melrose? You go to an Italian restaurant, you order chicken. Brick chicken. What was, what was wrong it's with the, the Italian dish? chicken? No, I like the brick chicken, and I like the. I think they put. A, I don't drink anymore, so it's the closest I get to beer. I think they cook it with a can of beer and the brick. I don't know. It's fantastic. Whatever it is. <laughs> Secondly, tonight when you mentioned Villa Celebrini, I was just leaving my mom there. I thought that was ironic. But what I wanted to ask well, you, you is, must have big clout. When I was a kid, only big clout and big money got the Villa Scalabrini. Well, you know, the, the maiden name's very Italian. So anyway, yeah, um, when you mentioned, that's the one thing I want, and I would like for you to, I like that you mentioned it. I don't want a politician. No. So I think, I think Trump should, if, when he wins the nomination, what are your th- thoughts about Kerry Lake? Oh, I love Kerry Lake. I'm a big, big fan. But here's the thing. 
Trump could win so many people who, who think themselves or have voted in the past as Democrat if he would admit the failures of his last year. That's the one thing. If anybody has his ear, if he does that, forget about it. It's a tsunami I of tweet him. I tweet him once a week about that. And I, if he I did that, letter to him. Just say, I, I agree was with wrong. You. I should have never listened to it. I was wrong. I thought I could pull it off. I couldn't. And I set us on a trajectory for omnibus bills to become normal. And then talk about the ones Joe Biden has passed and the weakening of our very dollar and the destruction of our economy. And you win. Well, I hope he gets the message because I, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate well, it. For the- uh, we're running out of time. How much time I got, Squirrel? It's the fastest show, really. Even I, I, I love the remotes. Maybe we could do this all the time. Jerry, Western Burbs. And yes, I'm going to pay for the brick chicken, even though I don't think they're giving me a bill. Go ahead. Hey, Sean. Good evening. Now, I, got, uh, I, need, I need to know the odds on this, because I saw a news report that with the exception of Chris Christie, who's going to debut his uh, campaign theme song, Why Not Take All of Me, tonight <laughs> at the debate, and... Uh, Mr. Pence, he's just looking for his wife. But the rest of them are all going to step up and say, you know what? This is all a farce. The election was a joke. It was stolen. Trump is our guy. And we're rolling with it. What do you think the odds are? Oh, like that zero. Zero, brother. You, you give these guys too much credit. <laughs> and and you know what's funny? Um, DeSantis had a chance to say, I don't like the way the last election was held. I don't like the way it was counted. I don't like the way it was rushed through. I think he could have done much better tonight. I think he's a footnote to a footnote. I don't think anybody really matters at this point. Uh, the one that could would be the one that tells us to question the only thing we know for sure. The government government has lied to us every single day and they should not be in charge of giving us the election results that's somebody who could win i've had a great time i will be back in 21 hours if you are here i can't wait to meet you have a good time have fun watch the debates and smile at the funny parts three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com salemnow.com